I recently switched out my winter wardrobe with my summer clothes. Do you do this too? Each time I have the opportunity to take stock of what I have, what I use, what I need to donate, and what gaps I'd like to fill. One of the funnest ways I've loved to fill those gaps is through Armoire, a clothing rental membership that can help you build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your online closet. The styles show up to your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles that help fill those wardrobe gaps without the major investment or commitment. For my first case from Armoire, I chose mostly summer dresses from Bowdoin, a brand I can't typically afford, and the chicest double-breasted black blazer from Paige that has honestly surprised me in its versatility. I have loved having more options in my summer wardrobe without the pressure of keeping them forever, and I've already been building out my online closet with Armoire, so I know what I want for my next case. For you expecting mamas, those working or style obsessed who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 278. We bought a house and more about homeschooling with me and Brad. Yeah, this is a bonus episode. It's going to be super informal, very much not edited, but so many of you have been very kind about asking about what are the updates with our family and where we're headed next. If this is very confusing, I would invite you to go and listen to the episode from May where we where it's entitled We Are Moving, and we'll make sure that we um, link that in the show notes for you. But go back and listen to that first and then come back and listen to this bonus episode with Brad and I. And again, just a, first we want to say thank you for caring about us and our family, and we're ready to dig right in. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. All right, guys, we are here with, well, we, both Brad and I are here 
to do another bonus episode for you, a kind of a follow-up for one we did in May when we announced that we were moving, and that makes it sound like such a big deal, like, oh, everybody cares that we announced our move, whatever. But a lot of people have so kindly asked us, like, what's going on? Um, and, you know, even a month ago, I was like, I don't know. What do you think is going on? Because I don't know, and we'd love to have an answer. But we have a little more direction in our lives. Um, so let's let's dig right in, Brad. What's what's the latest? Yeah, I, I think over the last couple of months, it was kind of equal parts uh, thrilling and terrifying to kind of have a blank slate on uh, on our future and what we we're deciding to do. Um, but as we've gotten to the point where we've narrowed it down, it's it, it feels good and it feels right. And we're excited to be able to uh, have a direction and to tell you guys a little bit more about it. Cool. That was a good little lead in there, Brad. Thank you. I rehearsed that in the bathroom. <laughs> well, that, that paid off. Okay, so we are are actually going to stay here in Utah for the for the time being. We're not quite sure. We we just bought a house in Salt Lake City and we know we moved here in June, the very beginning of June. And honestly, I thought like let's do our percentage likely. This is something we do. Um like, what's the percentage likely that? And if you had asked me in the beginning of June, what is the percentage likely that you will stay in Utah? I would have said, like, 30%. Um, I bet you would have said, like, 80 But what do you think you would have said? Well, I, I think that my inclination and what I wanted was, was probably 80%. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was leaning heavily towards Utah. And I think that beginning of June, we still had the intention of looking at a couple of other states. But as we kind of looked into travel just with COVID. It, it, the, we couldn't. But yeah, the, the, the possibilities of doing that were largely limited. And even if we did travel, we'd be going to spots where, you know, everything would be shut down. Who knows how much we'd actually be able to see or even houses to go look at. And so we just kind of tabled that and then continued and not to. not even like, we didn't even like have a full conversation about that. Like, let's table this. It was just more, well, it's more like, let's, let's see how things pan out and let's go there when things die down. But in the meantime, we were driving around Utah, like, well, you know, we're around where we live, like Davis County. And is it Salt Lake County? Salt Lake County, yeah. <laughs> see, I don't know. I grew up here and Brad knows Utah better than I do, but it really is the truth down to mascots of local high schools. But anyway, we were driving around just like thinking like, if we were to stay here, let's get um, familiar with neighborhoods that we like and where we want to, where we want to be. We're not going to get super specific on all of that just because we, we try to protect our, our um, kids a little more. Also, you know, potential stalkers one day, you never know. Um, anyway, um, so over time we, we kind of narrowed it down that we liked parts of Davis County and we really liked some parts of Salt Lake County. Um, and parts I had never heard of, i never, I was not familiar with like at all. Um, I grew up in Farmington on the border of Farmington, Kaysville and Fruit Heights. And I knew mostly Kaysville. I didn't know a lot of Farmington even, and basically nothing South of there. Um, so while we were driving around, um, especially in Salt Lake County, we found some areas of Salt Lake city that we really, really loved and you can take it from there. Yeah, no, we, we just, we went on a date one night and then just started driving around a couple different spots and some were like, oh, okay, yeah, the, the, this looks, this looks fine. And then all of a sudden when we got into a certain part, we're like, oh, wow, this feels, it just felt right. We loved the area. We loved that it was well-established. It was, you know, wide streets, tree-lined. Um, we knew the schools were really good and everything was so centralized to, to this area where we knew that it was we, close we, to the mountains. We, yeah, too. it was close to the mountains, close to canyons. We were going to have access to a lot of what we needed. And so then we kind of started 
honing in our search at that point and we were able to get in contact with some realtors that were referred to us that were fantastic and kind of told them this is the area that we're liking and then uh we we kind of scoured zillow pretty diligently and so when one popped up where we saw like okay it's the area we liked and we and we've wanted to fix her upper monica in particular is not scared to figure up fixer uppers did i yeah. swear there no you didn't okay <laughs> Keep going. Like I, i'm gonna be careful when i use that <laughs> phrase from now on but uh we, we knew that we we would rather spend less money on a house that needs a lot more work than get something that's more expensive and maybe do, is more turnkey and maybe doesn't need as much work on it uh, we, we weren't scared of that. And so when one popped up where it was a very old house, I mean, very old, it was, it was built in 1957, but had had the same owner the entire time mm. and, and hadn't really had much, you know, improvements made to it or, or cosmetic changes. So it's, it's one that will be completely gutted. We'll, we'll be able to kind of start from scratch, but the bones are great. The framework is great. It's really solid. And, uh, it needs and a heck of a lot of work. It needs a lot of work, but we, uh, but we can do that. And, and most of all, we needed something that had a little more space in the backyard because our last house, I mean, again, we were California, six people in a 1300 square foot house with a 8,000 square foot lot. So we were all over each other. No, there, there's not really much privacy or space. And as we discussed in our last episode, like at the time came where for our sanity, our kids' sanity, they needed space where they'd be able to just get away, have some privacy, explore a little bit um, for, for various reasons. And so this house in particular, even though it's not massive, it was it was the size that we were looking for. And it was on almost a half acre lot, which was which mm-hmm. was huge for us to, yeah. to be able to get that space. So when that popped up, it was a no brainer that that was one that we wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we and we definitely liked that. We had a great realtor. If anyone moves here to Utah, we would love to get you in contact with them. We don't get anything from it. Um, we loved that, um, process with him and he worked really hard for us. So we, we looked pretty, pretty diligently. We spent most weekends searching all over. Um, and again, it, it wasn't like I was thinking, oh, we're going to find the house we're going to be in. I want to be here forever, but it was just, it, it just felt good in that location we were in. And it felt more like this is what I would like. If I were to live in Utah, this is where I would really want to live. No, um, and no, that's not to be a jab to anywhere else. Um, cause we actually loved a lot of places too. Um, but the house itself, uh, is 2,700 square feet. Did we say mm-hmm. that? Um, it has a carport. So we're going to add on a garage where the carport is add a mud bathroom or mud area behind it, and then do an addition ahead of it or above it to kind of get some office space. Um, so we don't know where we'll end up yet. There's a lot we'll talk about there in just a moment, but one of the things we, we kind of struggled with is we wanted a m- modest, modest home, I guess, in many parts of the world, 2,700 square feet is like a mansion. And, but in other parts, like where around we live, mm-hmm. that's considered a small home. Um, but a lot of the things we struggled with was either we found huge lots or huge homes, like too big of a home on too small of a lot or too tiny of homes. Well, not like the right size home for us, a small home, but on basically no lot um, and not great areas. So we finally found that perfect Goldilocks of a modest home that needed a ton of work on a bigger lot in, an, in a neighborhood that we really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, and it's a nice quiet street. And like we were saying, it's it's great that it's central to everything. I mean, in California, we lived in, you know, suburban Bay Area. And so it, we, we had access to everything we needed. It's kind of more urban suburban there, yeah. though. Yeah. It, but we, you were able to, you know, jump on a freeway and get to pretty much anything you needed within within a pretty short distance. And so this particular spot, I mean, I know that 
I mean, listeners don't care. Monica doesn't care very much. But like literally within a two mile radius, there is a Wendy's, there's a McDonald's, <laughs> there's a frozen custard place, there is a whole bunch of. Did oh, you da- see Dairy Queen? D- Dairy Queen, which is Brad's. Oh. I don't know why, but that was like the day after we we accepted the offer. You know, you're doing that thing when you just kind of freak out and you're like, "What the heck did we just do? Like, did we make the right decision?" And what Brad does is go to Maps, you know, Google Maps, and he figures out where the, the closest things. And then I feel like we had a visible difference in our confidence level just based off of the number of fast food places that were nearby and the irony guys is like brad almost never goes to eat there but that really matters but knowing that those friends are there in your times <laughs> of friends, need yeah. is, is so pivotal but yeah there's a dairy queen so close to us so i can go get my my oreo brownie blizzard whenever yeah, i want that is, does sound is good just right joyous now. but i mean honestly even like freeways home depot mm-hmm. uh grocery stores like everything Schools. is gonna be so- oh yeah because even though we lived relatively close to our elementary school when we were in the bay area the high school would have been, you know, like a 10 minute drive by surface streets. And so to be at a spot where it's like, yeah, elementary school is mm-hmm. we can walk to it and church, we can walk to it. And the high school we can pretty much walk to as well. Like that's that's all good. And yeah. then uh, an, another draw to Utah is that, you know, we are going to be close to to Monica's family. Yeah, so... I'm actually glad you brought that up because I was going to say, let's zoom out. Like we have some questions here that you submitted and I, we've largely answered some of them. But one of the most common question besides where in Salt Lake did you move? That was like asked over and over again. I'm like, sorry, guys, we're going to disappoint you. I'm sure people who are smart and who live nearby can figure it out. But we're just not going to say that the city. Um, but it's not Salt Lake, like downtown, downtown, but it's also, I can think considered Salt Lake proper anyway. But the number, the number one question people asked was why, like why Utah? Because that was something that you wanted to look in other States. And I actually still do. Um, but not for now, like this is where we're going to be at least for Mm -hmm. a few years. Um, if not much longer. Um, so why Utah, Brad was talking about my family. That's been, really good for our kids in ways that I guess we shouldn't have been surprised, but, um, anything you want to say about that? Uh, no, just having that support group and being able to, um, to grow up a little closer to some of their cousins, I think will, will, will be important, especially for, you know, our oldest two that have, uh, certain needs that need, uh, need addressing. It'll be awesome for them to, yeah. to have that close by. Especially during COVID time. I mean, cause at this point, even if we moved to another state, I don't think we would feel comfortable just like going out there and mingling Knocking with new friends. And and, friends yeah. yeah. So now they kind of have built in friends and especially with, um, our, our very oldest, who we told you a little bit about last time who struggles more socially. That's a big, huge struggle for her. It's been really nice to have people who have like built in love and acceptance of her and are, and are willing to, um, to just be there with for her, mm-hmm. for her quirks. Another part of what has been great about Utah so far, like I was on, we were on waiting lists for six months for some like occupational therapy in California. And an example, like two weeks ago or maybe three weeks ago, I called an OT place here and I was like, hey, I want to do an intake. Like I've done this so many times, you guys. And like, great. Um, what's a good time for you tomorrow? And I was like, what? And, you know, and we got right in and she's already been doing it for a few weeks. I'm just like, my goodness, I, maybe this would have been um, better in other states, too. And we're not crossing those off. But even things like that has been really helpful. I think we're eager to kind of get into the seasons here. I haven't skied for 14 years, but we might become a skiing family. Like it just all comes down to I think we're just ready to be like we're choosing to be here for now and maybe forever. 
and we're going to choose to make this be where we want to be. And I think that it's we're trying to already take advantage of like the outdoors. We're we're getting on hikes often and recognizing that like there's a lot of outdoor natural stuff to do here. And and I think the seasons I think the seasons will be great. And I think we're really going to appreciate the spring and the summer and the fall when the colors change. I think it is going to certainly be a transition to be back here for winter. It will be because up to this point, our kids know like coming out here for you know, a week during Thanksgiving or during Christmas where it's all fun. You get to go out and play in the snow. You can go sledding. Great. But it's, and it's I like a, drive nowhere, <laughs> but it's a whole different ball game when it, like you, you live in it and uh, going to school in it. So that it, it'll be, it'll be a transition, but mm-hmm. I think it'll also be kind of exciting. And in this backyard that we have, I just, I, I see it as great for the summer, but it is going to be awesome in the winter when it's full of snow, sure. there's going to be so much to explore and little, little forts they can build. Uh, one other comment I'd make on, why Utah is it's kind of the nice mix for us between something that we are familiar with and something that there's still a lot to explore. Like it's nice that we're going to be in an area where we haven't lived before. And so there's gonna be a lot that's new there, but it's also, uh, you know, Monica grew up here. I went to college here. There's a familiarity with Utah, which I think will help us kind of uh, adapt and adjust. Mm -hmm. And, and we do have, um, we do have friends who've who've moved out here that we know either from college or that have gone from the Bay area here. So we have a, a little bit of a friend support group, which we plan to tap into which i think will help us yeah definitely get get our feet settled while we're here yeah we need that so and one other thing about salt lake you know why why there i think um it just has a good mix i think um Mm -hmm. in many ways that we we had so much diversity in so many ways where we lived in california i mean our kids were in the minority in every way you can think of and you know while here they'll definitely be as part of the majority in many ways, it, it will be nice that in that area where we are in Salt Lake, it, it there will be more diversity there than there would have been otherwise. Um, and yeah, someone asked if it was a tough market and yes, it was. Things are going super fast. So get a really good realtor. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to know what the house is like. We already shared it's a big fixer upper. Someone lived there for many, well, like the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can we say about that? Do you think we, um, I mean, it's, Monica mentioned it was 2,700 square feet and it's, it's, it's a rectangle. So it's a perfect, uh, 1350 up and down the basement up to this point is 25% finished, yeah. which is actually helpful for us mm-hmm. given that we're planning to start from scratch. So there's not as much to, to gut down there. Describe your favorite feature of the house currently. Uh, Am I putting see. you on the spot? Well, I mean, I, I commented on your post on this is the, um, the bathrooms are fully carpeted, so <laughs> which on the one hand it's nice because oh. you can kind of uh, lay down and snuggle in the softness, and you don't have to worry about um, wiping up any uh, messes that I happen. I am so sick right now. But uh, but yeah, the carpets go all the way up to the toilet, so yeah, that's 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 gonna go pretty quickly. Yes. Um, Everything's really overgrown in the backyard. We spent just a few hours there yesterday, um, and trying to tackle some things. It, it's a big, big, big overhaul. Um, so I think that, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that the house has certainly been loved though. That's the thing is it, it wasn't like, it wasn't not cared for. Like it certainly was. Uh, it, it's just. Uh, it hasn't been cared for in the way they probably would have for the last many years, I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so why a fixer upper? Um, you should take that one. I know. I don't know why, you guys. I just love a project. And I love, like, we went into some homes that would have cost certainly more, but would have been totally tink- 
turnkey and beautiful, but I just like, oh, like it just wasn't mine. You know, Mm -hmm. I just like if I can go into home and make it mine and do the things I want to do and create it and, you know, put my blood, sweat and tears into it, just like we did in our last home. um, It really is a fun and creative and fulfilling process for me. And I know it's going to be stressful. I know bad things are going to happen. We've already been through that too with our old house. Um, But it just is something that really speaks to my soul. And I know everyone's different, but, uh, you know, even just logistically, we can make it exactly what we want. Even that little home, we can make it the way we want down to the countertops and the hardware we're choosing. Um, and that to me is so exciting. Yeah. And, and, and one thing, mom and mom, mom, Monica. <laughs> I'm used to calling Monica mom when uh, speaking about her to the kids when she's right there. Uh, yeah. So that pops up. But with the, I mean, we, we spoke of the tough market. One thing that worked in our favor here was the fact that it's the type of home that either needs to be completely redone or even like torn down and you start from scratch. Even though, I'm sure other people would have torn that house uh, down. Yeah. Even yeah. though, again, like the bones are fantastic. The structure is great. That worked in our favor because certain people would look at that and be like, oh, you know, it's, it's a great area and it's a great price and it's a great yard, but it would also be a lot of work. And so people either had to a lot of work. do the math in their head of like, okay, do, am, I, am I a craftsman, carpenter, uh, contractor that would be able to do the work myself or am I willing to sign a big uh, check for someone else to do the work for me? And so that probably scared just enough people off that uh that we were able to get a, a discount on the area which we're which we're pleased about because you know we're happy we got into this particular spot we otherwise wouldn't have if this was like a, a turnkey house yeah there's no way which is what's so exciting about it too mm-hmm. um people asked about the budget um gosh you know it's one of those things 15 dollars, like guys 15 dollars. <laughs> not that's a penny it over um yeah i mean it's not going to be a cheap Thing. I mean, the whole house needs to be gutted. We're adding a garage and an addition. We're not quite, quite sure how far that addition will go over the roof. The roof line needs to be changed because it's almost flat. Like there's so much to do and the whole yard. So we're counting on a, like a six figure, you know, renovation, not like a multiple six figure. I don't know how, you know, big people's heads are going to get, but um, it was all accounted for, for sure. We would have paid to have this home be turnkey would have been hundreds of thousands of dollars more than we just when we bought it for so mm-hmm. we're, we're we're ready you know what is great you buy a house in california at the tail end of the recession and then you sell it eight and a half years later you will have the equity you need to do a renovation on another home in another state that's what happened to us and that's where we feel super super mm-hmm. blessed about right brad yeah no, nothing nothing we did that made that happen we were just fortunate victims of of positive circumstance there. Definitely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, is it forever? And I think we've kind of said that. What yeah, do you think? I, I think that, uh, I mean, someone had commented, like, are, are you worried? The market is hot in Utah right now. Are you worried about, like, buying at the top of the market? And and I think that our answer here informs our answer on, on that other question, that, like, if, if we were looking at this as, like, we're going to be in this house for two years, then I, and we're going to put money into it for the renovation, then I think we would be concerned about, like, buying it at the top of the market. But the fact is, like, we, we, we're going to we could be in this house forever. It has the yard and it has the size and it's in the area and it has the schools where, where we could end up here long-term. And if we did, then it doesn't really matter for buying at the top of the market because, you know, 20, 30 years from now, the, the fair value of the house will have increased or even like 10 years from now. But we see it as like, you know, that this is definitely a spot where we're in a prime position for any time period, whether it's five years, 10 years or, or forever. We it's, never it's, want a mansion. Yeah. We never want a big house. We never want to keep up with the Joneses and do the next biggest thing. We really are at the point in our, life, in our lives that we we would rather, as we, we grow and our careers grow, um, and as our kids get older, we'd rather have the money go towards other things. And and we're excited about that. And I the thing I love about having a smaller home, comparatively, I guess, compared to those around us, is um, – we have to be particular. That's one thing I did love about living in a tiny home in California. But forever, I think we kind of are 50-50 there. Like, mm-hmm. this could be a five or 10-year home, and then we might, you know, we, we talked about this other day. Like, it is still totally on the table for us to move to another state. Like, the ones we were considering, considering Oregon, Texas, Idaho, like, those are all something we could consider. Uh-oh. It looked like it was blocking out for a second. I guess we kept going. So, yeah, like, th- that's still on the table. But mm-hmm. time will tell. We're going to yeah. just see how our family adapts and how we feel and um, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think one one thing to consider is that I, I'm, I'm continuing to keep my same employment out of San Francisco. And so having a spot that's within easy access of a, of a flight to the Bay Area was important. And so yeah. I'll go out there with a certain degree of regularity, whether, whether monthly or every other month. What's nice, though, is if... I get a call at like a nine o'clock on a, on a Wednesday night and they say, we need you in tomorrow morning. I can hop on a flight at 6am and be in my office chair by like eight 30 the next morning. And yeah. so I think that, and, and, and you can stay with your parents who still live in the Bay area. Yeah. yeah. Which is really nice too. Um, all right, let's answer this next question about the house. And then we're going to talk about homeschooling a little bit. Um, what are you excited for about the house? I thought they said, what are you scared for? I know I my, my chicken scratch there. has gotten real bad. Um, what are you excited about? You want to go for that first or should I go? You go for it. I think, I mean, this is probably not the right answer. I'm excited for it to be done, which <laughs> probably doesn't, uh, probably is not a great sign for all the work and stress that's going to come through the renovation and, and, and managing the contractors and the various, um, service providers that will do work on the house. But I, I'm, I'm excited to see the finished product. I'm excited to see kind of the, the final manifestation of, of, Monica's vision and uh, and having a spot that we can finally go into that's big enough for all of us and that is exactly the way we want it and mm-hmm. then and then being able to live in that yeah I think I'm the most excited just for the creative process behind it all and again I know it's going to be stressful but this is where I just feel like it's such an outlet for me 
Um, it'll be really, really fun that way. Um, one thing I think we forgot to say is we might, we don't know how much of this we're going to do ourselves. Like I can see ourselves, we might hire a contractor just to get like the house gutted and then get, you know, all the addition up and the walls up. But then from there I could take over as the general contractor and hire out different parts and then even dig in and installing things. We just don't know yet. So that's still up for. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, I'm also, I mean, this, this is crazy. I wouldn't have thought this, uh, in the, the recent past, but I'm also excited for change. Yeah. I'm kind of, uh, Monica. Can I'm surprised speak... to hear you say that. Well, yeah. I mean, Monica can speak to this. Like I'm a, I'm a go with the status quo type of person. Like I, I get habits and routines and I stick to them and I very rarely deviate outside my comfort zone mm-hmm. in any way at all. And so to be doing, I mean, even the, the thought of moving out of California, as much as I love California, it wasn't that I was, um, it wasn't that I absolutely had to stay there. It was more just going outside of where I had been and whether that had been like South Dakota, Kentucky or Florida, if it had been where I'd spent most of my life and that was comfort. Yeah. And so to actually have done that, to have sold the house and to have moved and now to have found a house out here and to start to plan our lives for the near to intermediate term out here, it's kind of, it's exciting for me just cause it's not something that I'm used to doing. And it's not something I seek out. And so to have, you know, a, a new, a new social friend group and new areas that we're getting used to, even like new running paths for when I finally get out again and like start diligently training for half marathons and have all these new streets and paths to explore. Like it's kind of, um, exciting for it to be something slightly different than what I've gotten comfortable with, if that makes any sense at all. Absolutely. And it's probably crazy for you to hear that for no, me. No, uh, I love hearing that. That's that's something that's been on my mind. Well, I think it also helps you relate more to like how I kind of perceive these things. Like <clears throat> as we've gotten, what's gotten, as we've been married longer, I feel like I've become more and more of like an adventurous kind of I guess risk taker. I don't know if that's even the right word. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's nice to see, like, maybe you can understand like that pers- that perspective a little bit too. Um, I think at the end of the day, we've just kind of learned things do work out. I mean, to sell our house in the middle of a pandemic was absolutely crazy. Like, I still can't believe we did that. I mean, because where we were, it was, it was so tight. I don't know how we did it. So I feel like we can, we can do this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're ready. Um, how are the kids feeling about it? That's that's a great question. I and I mean the short answer is good, but I think part, I think they're really excited. And I think part of that is just because it's they don't not know any better. Well, there's there's that. They're still pretty young, um, but part of it is like we we left we left in the middle of COVID. They hadn't been in school for like two months at that point, so it's not like they were taken from the environment where they were seeing their friends every day. Like, like two they, and a half months. It was, yeah, it was, they, they were just homebound with us. And we had spoken of it for so long and gotten them used to the idea of like, hey, we may be doing something a little different. We may be taking a little bit of an, an adventure. So they, I think they mentally and emotionally were prepared for that. And I think they also saw what was on the other side of like, hey, kids, like we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but it's very likely that wherever we go, we'll have more space. We'll have more room. Uh, the two oldest will get their own rooms. And they're so very excited They about know that. that they're going to be able to have that that avenue for both privacy and a creative outlet. And I think mm-hmm. that that was, that was something that was enticing to them. And so they've, I mean, we've spoken of it for so long that they, they've been 
absolute champions the entire mm-hmm. time. Like they they've been great. They haven't complained. I mean, if, I think of course they miss California. They miss their grandparents out there. They miss their their their, their cousins and their friends. But they're they're completely on board with this, and that's yeah. awesome because I I moved the summer between seventh and eighth grade, and it was like the absolute well that is the worst most time to move. challenging uh, thing I've ever done. Yeah, and they've just been yeah they've been absolute champs about at the this. same time though too like we moved into my parents home they're with cousins like it's a pretty stable place like i'm sure once we go into our new home and there's a new neighborhood and new kids and once we go back to school like that's going to be a huge adjustment and they they've adjusted fairly well but we have had one kid who has really really struggled but um you know they're starting to do a lot better so i'm, I'm expecting that I'm expecting that when we move next. So let's actually talk about homeschooling. Some people have asked about this. Our, what, are we, what are our plans for the fall? And we are still going to homeschool. I feel super good about it because here's the thing. Like every nobody has a good choice right now. <laughs> no parent out there, no child out there has like the choice that they want right now. Um, and for us, I've thought about homeschooling forever and I'm sure I will be doing it here and there for certain kids as we continue to go on. I was a public school teacher, so I love the public school system, but I also um, am not ready to thrust them into them into that right now. Um, so with the move, like we're going to be in, oh, we forgot to answer this. We're going to be living in my parents' home while we're doing the renovation when it's a half hour away. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to drag them a half hour um, you know, if you, t- they're doing it every other day here in Utah, I'm also not going to take them to the local school where they still don't know anyone and pull them out mid-year and take them to a new school. Like, it's just what our kids need, especially the ones who have some unique needs, um, are, you know, is stability and routine. And that's what I'm going to provide for them. Um, I'm really glad I was a former teacher so I can, you know, pull some lessons together and all that. But, homeschooling for us right now is still the right fit. And, and here's what I want to say, like every parent out there, you are doing what's right for your kid. If that means they are in school. Awesome. If that means they're doing, um, distance learning. Awesome. If that's a combination of the two or homeschooling, like, like we just support you. Like we're all just doing the best we can. Some of the things that come for me about home, homeschooling right now, and forgive me, Brad, if you wanted to say anything. Nope. You are the homeschooling queen here. So yeah. I support you. Um, and I think Brad had more reservations about it, but as we've gotten closer, we're like, okay, like as, you know, schools have unrolled what their plans are, we're like, okay, this is the right thing for our kids right now. But one of the things that comforts me the most right now is that like all kids are going to be behind, <laughs> whether they're in school or out of school or doing the combination, like all kids are going to be behind this year. And that kind of relieves the pressure for me. Um, so I'm not going to go crazy with the homeschooling curriculum. I'm not going to get all the things I'm, I'm going to get some curriculum. I'm thinking about doing good and the beautiful, um, for English language arts and maybe math or doing an online math program. Um, but I'm going to do my own history, my own science. I, I have plans for that. Even, even, even the English language arts stuff I could still do too. So I might not even buy curriculum, but that's because of my past history as a teacher. Um, but my plan is to do two hours a day and that's it. It's like 10 to noon and we're going to buckle down and get some things done, make sure they hit the three main subjects, um, English, you know, reading, writing, and math. And then 
from there, it's all just a cherry on top. And I really had this thought. And and if you listen to this week's episode that we aired with Ashley, I I shared this, but I really feel like I had my own moment where like, I was looking at curriculums all over the internet, and I was thinking about things. And I was trying to think about our routines. And I could see myself starting to get super intense about it. Like, you know, a super like, day long routine with all the homeschooling and everything else we're doing in between. And, and I just felt like, um, I had this like real clear thought, like the number one thing you need to do is connect with your kids. That's number one. And I can foresee if us having a great homeschooling day and us hitting in, you know, fitting in more time and more crazy, cool projects and stuff. And then I also see us getting like, you know, so doing three hours one day and then another day us being a half hour in and knowing we need to call it and go on a hike. And that's what we need to do. So that's our plan. It's a loosey goosey plan. Um, I know we're going to get into some routines there, but I'm planning on four days a week. Fridays are going to be our big long chore day and then an adventure day. Um, And who knows? We'll just, we'll share along with you as we go. I do plan on collecting some of the things we have used in the past because we do have some good handwriting books and math books that we've already used in the past and some journaling books and all of that. So I'll get those um, all together in a, um, in a blog post for you. If you are interested, I did get the more art stuff, you know, I feel like I'm just did a whole long tangent and Brad's even looking like he's about to fall asleep, but no. Okay. No, no, I'm good. It's, it's, it's homeschooling. It's, it's your domain. I'm not as much help there. I did do, I, I've done some YouTube homeschooling. Like today we did a Christopher Nolan homeschooling day oh. where we just watched basically every single Christopher Nolan trailer. And I explained to him Important why he's, stuff. he's a unique original creative director working today and then they begged to see interstellar clips and so we did that for a little bit so if if those fall under our curriculum i am happy to contribute hey i totally think that applies um also brad is even though he's the accountant out of the two of us he is the far better writer um so he's come up with some great um prompts for them i was doing summer school for like i don't know three weeks and then mm-hmm. i was like never mind <laughs> Um, I was like, well, let's just adjust right now. Cause that's like when some of our kids were like, why hate life? And so I was like, okay, then let's just like have fun right now mm-hmm. and connect. Um, but he was doing some prompts for them that were really, really good. So I know Brad's going to step up and help in some ways like that too. But the plan we, is, is I'm taking over that. Yeah. Now. But I'll, I'll continue to suggest ones. They, they watched the back to the future trilogy and they thought it was the greatest thing ever. So the writing prompt was <laughs> yeah. name, name something which happens in all three of the movies. And then they like ran and grabbed their pieces of paper and right away were like jotting down everything. Like, And one of them was like, oh, in all three movies, Marty is insulted or called yellow or uh, a coward. And he says, no one calls me that. And then our, our daughter, she was going nuts and writing a whole bunch of stuff like, uh, in all three movies, Marty is woken up from a concussion by who he thinks is his mother. And it's in the different timelines. And hmm. it, anyway, we're, we're trying to... I mean, movies, we're trying to make them somewhat part of their lives that they're, they're a fun creative outlet and they can also be looked at, you know, creatively and you can find common themes throughout them. So we will continue to do that. There's so many movies that I'm excited for them to watch when they're maybe a little bit older, like anytime when like they've seen like dark Knight like on tv or i've like watched a little youtube video for it and i tell they them they have like, not watched dark Knight. i feel like i need to say okay, that no no to, to be clear but like anytime they've seen something like that pop up i'm like you guys are going to absolutely love this movie when you're old enough to watch it i promise you that and i think they get excited for that monica doesn't do because miss... of the pencil scene but oh geez yeah 
We do love movies. I, I miss going to the movies, um, especially with you. I feel like that was something we really got into as, as we've gotten older. Um, and didn't you write like a paper where you, what was the movie you like compared? Oh, your humanities paper. It was, uh, no, it was my junior year English term paper, which I mean, you'll laugh because it was in high school. Yeah. It was like 16 to 20 pages, which I know like you like, that's a lot in junior. You roll out of of bed and do that. But our term paper was, we got a list of movies, poems, and books, and we had to find a common theme in them. And one of them, one of the movies on the list was Shawshank Redemption. So I got to go nuts, um, writing about that and comparing it with other two things. And I, and I loved it. It was fun. And Shawshank is still my favorite movie. You did do one in college though, too, about a movie I don't know. I'm 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 getting foggy here, but there was another one that the professor really really liked, and it was really abstract. But you made uh, the two connect. We'll have to. I you know what I don't I don't think I was that creative in college. That's not true. I'm we're gonna come. I'm gonna help you remember that one day. Okay. Um. Enough. Okay. I kind of feel like we've answered everything. I just again like I I get worried that people think like oh no I'm doing things wrong or people think you know, with their kids and, and schooling this year. And mm-hmm. I just, again, want to emphasize, like, just just keep doing what's best for your family. And will our kids go back to school, like, when things get better? Yeah, we're going to try it out. Like, we are. Um, and like and see was, how it goes. Yeah, it was a large reason why we wanted to get in this area where we knew the schools were good is because they're... We plan on having them go yeah. again. And it might not be long-term, honestly. So we're just going to see how it goes with the kids um, once they go back to school, too. I'm sure it will work really well for some kids, to be back in school and mm-hmm. for others it might not so i think that's about it i don't even know how to wrap up this episode i feel like you've got to do it oh that i have to do it yeah you ha- you had a good way of wrapping up the last one we did uh we hope this gave you the hug and the kick in the pants you need good job yes <laughs> i feel like you and you a- you asked me some questions but maybe that was at the beginning of the last episode that we did together like your favorite food or something like that. Oh, you but... know, that was at the beginning. You asked me my, my favorite food and I went on my love tangent about, what was it, KFC and Chick-fil-A? Yeah. And then and then movies. Yeah. Well, how about we end then by me asking you what's been your favorite food since you've been here in Utah? Okay. That you've had. This is easy. I don't remember the name of the restaurant, though. That's not... Oh, I think it's like Los Primos. So we went up to Logan, um, or I did, to visit a couple of my college buddies up there, and they recommended that we go to this, uh, like, Mexican Salvadoranian restaurant that I guess had been recently been on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And I looked at it, I'm like, okay, great. And I got a chicken enchilada, and it was like six bucks. And I, I'm just used to, like, San Francisco Mexican food, which, you know, that same meal you get for, like... 15 bucks and it's you know generic and not that great but this was like awesome it was like crispy tortilla the chicken was really fresh it tasted a little different than your normal enchilada had a ton of rice and beans with it and i got to the end and like i was completely full like i was barely able to finish it and it was seven dollars and i loved it i think it's called los primos if i'm not mistaken and so i think we're gonna have to keep on going up to logan just for that restaurant yeah i want to try it I want to try it. Um, and I feel like my thing was that pizza place we went to. Um, oh, yeah. What's that called? It starts with an R. No, it doesn't. What was I it? I feel like it starts with an N. Nomads? Nomads. Nomads. It's like kind of near the Salt Lake Airport. They're still doing, they're doing a great job of doing the the dining where you come in, everyone's wearing masks, and you sit really far apart from people. But I'm not sure how much longer that's going to last in Utah, too. But we'll see. Yeah. It was delicious. I can't wait to go back. Um, okay. I think that's it. 
People don't care about us anymore. I know. This, no, one, no one's lasted we, this long except for your mother. We apparently like to talk. Um, okay. Well, thank you for joining me, Brad, in this mm-hmm. bonus episode. I think we should do it again. And I don't know what about. But we will find a way to get you Fair back enough. on here. Okay. I will happily join you. Okay. We'll say goodbye. Farewell, friends. I knew you were going to say farewell. Okay. Farewell. And maybe I should do the, we hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to not do anything because it didn't have anything to do with growth. And there are no progress pointers. For there this are episode. no progress pointers. And I like can't remember my own send off. Oh, I can turn it off. remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Amen. And glory. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.